Welcome to the Right About Now Poetry Podcast. My name is Davis Land, and this week we are featuring Alex Dang and Clementine Von Radix. Right now, they are on a pretty big tour. They started in Portland, Oregon, and are making their way all over the place, I'm sure, but they will be in a city near you soon, so you should definitely check them out live if you get the chance. This recording of Clementine and Alex was recorded at Avant Garden in Houston, Texas at right about now, which of course meets every Wednesday night. Both are fantastic poets, and you can be sure to look for their videos on the Right About Now YouTube channel soon. So, without waiting any longer, here's Clementine and Alex. Things I do when I cannot hold you. Buy all your favorite foods, so I'll be ready when you come home, because once I did that and you said... This is how I know you love me. Go on long walks and think about a poem my friend wrote that goes... This is how you die by distance. Hum the sound of the dial tone under my breath. I stare at my hands, and I wonder at their uses. I think of pawning my thighs, consider auctioning off my hip bones. I put my breasts in a box in the top shelf of the closet. I do not need them now. I roll roll every every story I have to give you Like a marble on my tongue Terrified to choke or swallow Stories like, baby, I just found out that pumpkins are technically fruit And... Darling, Cary Grant's first job was in a traveling circus And love Love. Most mammals are born able to walk But learn how to run within minutes So we are not crazy for moving so fast This This morning, morning I wrote your name in the steam on my mirror knowing full well it would fade within minutes. In my best notebook, I wrote, I miss you. I miss you 10,000 times. I wrote, I am definitely missing one of my ribs. I wrote, I envy the way leaves know exactly when to fall from the branches. And when to come back in the spring, I wrote, everyone else isn't you. It turns out that's a huge problem for me. We got a wiggly hand over here. I very, I, I, I so relate to that. Where I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of in college. I'm not really thinking about it. Uh, more importantly, uh, who here is in debt right now? Hey, yeah, there we go. Oh, it's like I've come home. Welcome back, Alex. Um, so this next poem comes about me realizing how bullshit school is because it's super expensive, and like me realizing I have no money because loans are a thing. And like, uh, you, you know how it is, you run into the public bathroom with a little plastic baggie and you pump all the hand soap in there and you're like, oh shit, Alex is gonna wash his hands tonight. You know, we do like crazy things to make it to like the next paycheck. So this poem comes about me like literally Googling how to get rich quick and uh, I figured it out and I'm gonna tell you guys in poem form. So I'm in college realizing that the internet meme forever alone has two typos in it. There should be a space between A and loan, and loan should be spelled L-O-A-N. Understanding that I need money, I start my Google search. Blood bank in Eugene, Oregon. Plasma center in Portland, Oregon. Sperm donation in Houston, Texas. Do you know that a kidney goes for $262,000? 
I could live with one kidney. Skin is $10 per square inch. A gallbladder is $1,219. Who even knows what a gallbladder is for anyways, right? <laughs> I do. It's to sell. Imagine, I have so much to offer to the right buyer. So I put in the paperwork, got the permit, and reserved a space for an auction to buy me. I dressed in my nicest clothes, made the room a comfortable temperature, warmed up my body for the stage. You should have seen all the things you could have bought, glittering displays, of legs, feet, arms, eyes, everything must go. $5,000 for my sense of direction to the freshman always getting lost to philosophy class. $3,000 for my punctuality to the girl in the back who keeps missing the bus. $10,000 for my fashion sense to the boy who wears running shoes everywhere. Where are you even going? Why are you always running there? $12,000 for my writing skills to the senior who needs to get those English prereqs done. Nothing left except cold, hard cash. I am now the proud owner of $1.2 million. I can now graduate college without any debt. This is so much better. And, and I see my peers take suit. I see my best friend strip away her bite and venom, placing it gently into the claws of a corporation who promised her a promotion if she just takes them by the hand quietly. My roommate exchanges his running shoes for a pair of brown Oxfords, blue button-up, and khaki slacks. He's now working for a condo development that is slowly demolishing the park he once ran at. But the full belly of your pocket is something you want to get used to. The playwright that used to push controversy is now writing dialogue for commercials. The comedian who used to do four open mics a night is now selling edited jokes to a laugh reel. She used to sing the sweetest serenades, now reduced to the jingle of advertising. He was going to be a public defender, but now burns the people he swore to protect with flaming stacks of $100 bills just because he can. But the chime of 30 silver coins is a pretty sound. This is far from your last supper. Everything must go. Nothing left except cold, hard cash. This is so much better, right? that are my favorite things to write about. Uh, I like to write love poems. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like to write poems about how awesome teenage girls are. And uh, I like to write poems about how much I respect Kim Kardashian. Uh, this is a poem about Kim Kardashian in the Old Testament. Yeah. Salome dances the dance of the seven veils, and the men all eye her like wolves on the hunt, this beautiful thing. Finally undressing for them, finally they can see her exactly as they want to, the first veil drops. In 2007, Kim Kardashian's ex-boyfriend released their sex tape against her will. Kim Kardashian, rather than hide in, sh in shame, uses the publicity to promote her own career, Salome dances like a dream half-remembered. Salome moves like a siren song and everyone aches for the hot sugar of her hip bones. The second veil drops in 2014. Kim Kardashian walks down the aisle and the whole world watches if only all of us were so successful in our revenge. If only all of us stood on the backs of those who betrayed us in Louboutin heels, surveying the world we created for ourselves. The third veil drops. Kim Kardashian knows exactly what you think of her. She presses the cloth 
tighter against her skin. Her smile is a promise she never intends to keep. Salome shows us her body, but never her eyes. The fourth veil drops. The four things most recently tweeted at Kim Kardashian were, at Kim Kardashian, suck my dick. At Kim Kardashian, can I meet Kanye? At Kim Kardashian, please fuck me. At Kim Kardashian, I love you, love me. Women are told to keep their mouths shut. Women are told to keep their legs shut, and some women are kept quiet for so long they become experts in the silent theft of power. The fifth veil drops. Kim Kardashian made $24 million last year. Last night, uncountable men in their miserable jobs told their miserable friends how she was nothing but a dumb whore. Kim Kardashian will never even learn their names. The sixth veil drops. The seventh veil drops. And Salome sat beside King Herod, and he swore unto her, whatsoever thou shalt ask of me, I will give unto half my kingdom. And Salome smiles and says, bring me the head of John the Baptist. Punish those who would hurt me. Chinese and half Vietnamese and growing up in Portland, Oregon, where they make white people was Oh no, I we oh we drove through Iowa. There's uh, I mean they like fitted they they cultivated the design in Iowa, but then they moved the factory over to Portland, Oregon. And then, you know, they manufactured and like get shipped everywhere else. However, uh, it was an interesting experience. Not all bad, not all good, but a very interesting experience. And I remember uh, at home, I spoke Vietnamese. Everywhere else, I spoke English. And then all during this time, I was learning how to speak Chinese in elementary school all throughout high school. So um, I remember, and like, it was a really weird thing growing up with so many languages. And I remember this one memory of like me in preschool trying, wanting to eat an apple, but not knowing how to say apple in English, but knowing how to say it in Chinese and Vietnamese, but not English, and being so frustrated, like literally crying because I wanted to eat an apple, but could not like express it. So this is a poem about that kind of uh, identity crisis growing up in America, being like multi-ethnic. I remember not knowing how to speak. When I was in preschool, my entire family was so worried that no one would understand me. I spoke this Frankenstein monster tongue of Vietnamese and English. The gaps between two broken languages cannot make a full sentence. So every other Wednesday during kindergarten, I'd be pulled out of class to fix my speech. My words blurred like hummingbird wings and my song came out as a whirlwind, too quick to comprehend, too fast to decipher. There are strands of line pouring out with different clicks and keys, a broken Morse code that twisted wicked confusion easy. But I learned how to smooth and comb the knots of my talk at the same time I was taught Chinese in elementary school. No one would expect chipped china plates lined along the soft of my gums, but I only mastered English. At family gatherings, uncles and aunts spoke slowly to me, their sentences just hanging in the air. 
While on the other hand, I would read big, important government letters to my parents. I made speeches. I learned how to do jump rope rhymes like 99 nuns in an Indiana nunnery or I wish to wash my Irish wristwatch, things my parents could never say. And in class, I studied Chinese, found out how to say the things I already knew how to say in English but forgot to label in Vietnamese. But there's some Chinese words that sound exactly like their English definition. For example, um, Coca-Cola, Cafe, Olagan, and there's some Vietnamese words that sound ugly and jagged as they dangle out of my mouth. They hang awkward and loose from my teeth. I speak elbows and frayed vocal cords as hard as I tried to adopt my native voice back and never came out as clean as the silky commercial talk that I heard on television every day. My mother is Chinese. My father is Vietnamese. I am American. She speaks Chinese. He dreams Vietnamese. I speak repaired tongue. I dream renovated dialect. I'm sorry, but can you speak a little bit slower? I'm sorry, but can you just repeat yourself? It's not that I don't want to talk to you. It's just because I can't. It's because I don't know how. And I'm still trying to tell you. I'm still holding on so tightly to the stitched words and patched up language of my childhood. Even in my perfect English, there are some things I just don't know how to say. Some theme is a Vietnamese word that does not exist in English. It means I'm done. It means I'm through with you. I'm at the end of my rope. for having us this has been an amazing show like we you know we've been on tour for like three months and this has been really truly one of the best thank you guys so much for having us um thank you i love you too uh like like uh like i said earlier we we both have books for sale we also have a poster uh both for 21 dollars or you can get the whole shebang for 25 even if you don't want to buy anything just come talk to us We've been on the road since January. Yeah, we've been on the road since January, you guys, and we're getting weird. Like, <laughs> yes? Do you like selfies? I do, I love selfies. Let's selfie together. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've been getting, like, we, we haven't talked to anyone or taken a selfie with anyone but, like, ourselves and the gas station attendant since, like, January. It's getting really bad. So just come talk to us, please. We're really lonely. Um, so, all right. Uh, is anyone in the room from like a small conservative town where they don't, did not feel like they belong there? Yeah, cool. Kind of figured. I kind of figured. Yeah, same. Er, uh, that's why I ended up in Portland. So I'm from a really small town um, in Oregon. You've never heard of it because you're not from Oregon. But when I tell people from Oregon where I'm from, they're like, ooh, sorry about that. I'm from Medford? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's not great. So, um, <laughs> so I felt really embarrassed of where I was from for a really long time and very angry and isolated. And I left when I was 16. And it's, it's been um, a place where I've, I've, uh, I've had a very difficult relationship for my whole life. And um, that's what this poem is about, is kind of trying to make peace with that experience. Uh, my hometown is mostly rednecks. 
My hometown has no library. My hometown does have seven casinos. My hometown is the conservative grandpa at Thanksgiving dinner who's kind of funny when he's not making you super uncomfortable. My hometown has an unemployment problem and a meth problem and a high school full of single moms. My hometown does not shop at Whole Foods. My hometown eats at McDonald's. In fact, my hometown puts Doritos on tater tot casserole while in a trailer park while watching NASCAR and my hometown loves that shit. My hometown is poor. My hometown did not go to college. My hometown doesn't read a lot of poetry, but my hometown does know all the words to I've got friends in low places and my hometown sings along loudly. My hometown does not apologize for itself. My hometown embarrasses me. My hometown, I left as soon as possible, but my hometown followed me like an unshakable accent. My hometown is a past I can't shake. My hometown became a punchline for college professors reduced to stereotypes. When not being spoken of in sad statistics, my hometown sort of growling from inside my throat. My hometown is as much a part of me as my spine, a place I defend to the very people I escape to find because my hometown makes me very suspicious of anyone who values education over kindness, who cares more about how smart you sound saying something than what you are actually saying. My hometown makes me hate people who aren't nice to waiters. My hometown is mostly called rednecks, as though working all day in the sun to support your family is something to be ashamed of. My hometown eats at McDonald's, as though being a single mother who still manages to feed their children is something to be ashamed of. My hometown is unimpressed by the hubris of art, listens to music that actually speaks to them. My hometown knows you don't need a college degree to be a decent fucking person. My hometown has a beautiful view of the mountain. At night, you can see so many stars and it fills you with this bottomless hope. It is the best lesson on beauty you could ever get. And my hometown understands the word community, believes in taking care of each other. My hometown can turn a cooler full of beer and a backyard into the best fucking party you've ever been to. My hometown loves you feeds you, does not shame you for struggling. My hometown is poor. My hometown has no library. My hometown does not apologize. My home does not apologize. Uh, can we stay, please? Like, oh my gosh. You guys are the best. Yeah, I guess not, but uh, oh my god, yeah, you guys have been wonderful. Thank you so much for coming out, for showing us so much support. Thank you to all the people who runs right about now, to all the wonderful people at Avant Garden who are like giving us drinks and stuff. Like, you guys are the best. Like, oh god, you guys are so cool. Um, I am 21, 21 Blackjack. Let's do this. Um, so this is my last poem. Once again, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, I know, I know, but like I'll start doing, like I'll keep doing poems. You'd be like, oh, okay, please stop. So uh, I bet I'm, I, I'd like to end it uh, short and sweet-ish. <laughs> um, this is my last poem. Once again, thank you so much for having us out. Please talk to us afterwards. We like making friends. 
and then we have to go and then we have one more show tomorrow and then we're back into Portland because I have to be at school on the 30th this Monday <laughs> oh god I'm on independent study right now I've turned the tour into independent study so that's what I'm doing with my life yeah so um yeah, so if you need six credits and don't want your financial aid taken away, try going on tour. It's good. Uh, this is my last poem, and uh, fuck it. If you know the word, sing along. So he asked me, what kind of Asian are you? And I just laughed, and I smiled, and I said, well, that's kind of a loaded question. What kind of Asian do you expect me to be? Because anyway, you slice that egg roll, I'm still pretty much whatever you want to see. I have played many a Far East stereotype. Awkward math genius. Cold and calculated kung fu expert. Assistant to Dr. Jones, you crazy. It's always just dependent on the circumstance. You want me to drive? How so? I can give you Tokyo Drift, Jeremy Lin, Mario Kart, Tiger Woods, and Blinker Left On for about half a mile. I am the foremost expert on all things Asian. The Meiji era and the ban of the samurai, done. Confucianism versus Taoism, I'll give it to you with no slant. What's the difference between Asian stereotype one and two? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you anything you want to know about my culture. Let me tell you in a Mulan-esque soliloquy of me staring in the mirror asking who is that girl that I see? Let me tell you about Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee and how they're related by blood to me. Let me tell you about being so marginalized it's to the point of I really can't believe that's Asian. Let me tell you about derogatory terms and origins of words such as chink and gook. Let me tell you about the struggle of Asian parents not knowing the language so we ate pet food because it was cheaper. Let me tell you about the job of interpreter. When you're playing with Lego blocks, but your English is already that much better than your guardians, let me tell you about honor and dignity. Let me tell you about a society that projects us as nothing but the secondary role and never the leading man. Let me tell you all the things that you don't want to know. Like how chink comes from the clanking of metal to railroad as the slaves built train tracks for this country to be connected. Like how the zipper head down the street is called that because the way our heads split open when struck with assault weapons or how jeeps ran over and left marks across corpses and someone clever thought that we were only good to unzip. Like how every time you lump an Asian person together into one culture is systematically making us assimilate into an America we thought was better than our war-torn homes. Every time you confuse me for some other nationality that I might share similar features to strips away my individuality and I still feel the shame of being Asian. The heat and pious dedication of June 11th, 1963. The envy of blonde hair and blue eyes and I still remember thinking where all the boys who looked like me on TV were. The broken words my mother and father stage diving off my tongue. The anger I felt when those kids thought I would get them sick. And I still feel the ash of the incense burn my hands as I prayed for my family. And I still remember thinking my skin was what I was worth. And I still feel the ironwork of my bones grow stronger with every train of thought that passes by. And I still feel pride. And I still feel heritage. And I still feel Chinese. And I still feel Vietnamese. And I still feel American. And I still feel... Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Sang and Clementine Von Reddy! This was just said by Chibi, our wonderful host at right about now. That was Alex Sting and Clementine Von Radix. 
Both are fantastic, and you can find them online at clementinepoetry.com or facebook.com slash alexdang. That's all for Write About Now this week, but be sure to subscribe, be sure to give a rating, write a review, all that stuff really helps us, so please and thanks. You can find Write About Now as at Juan Poetry on just about any social network. We are, of course, on YouTube, as I repeatedly say. <laughs> you can find me, Davis Land, at davisland.info or on Twitter as at davisinternet. <laughs> <laughs>